Women Taking the Lead, Episode 9. I would lighten up and not take anything as seriously as I used to. Not myself, not life, not my business. We are here to enjoy life, be in joy, have fun, play, love each other. And it's like, it's not always all about the business. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Your future awaits, so let's get started. And thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Carol Hess, who is passionate about two things, the power of words and the empowerment of women. After 30 years in the communications industry, putting the power of words to work as a writer and an editor, it was time to make a shift. Carol founded Star Polisher, an online and main-based business that offers workshops, private coaching, and group retreats designed to encourage and inspire women to play big. Okay, Carol, that's just a teaser for everyone. So tell us more about you and where you came from. Mm -hmm. Well, I originally came from good old Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I haven't always been a Mainer, but I was a summer person at the age of one month. So I, uh, Finally moved to Maine several years ago, and I love it up here. I don't feel like I come from any one place because I spent so much time working overseas. I kind of feel like I'm from everywhere, which is a funny place to be, I suppose. I have, um, I've had a lot of different kinds of successes. I think probably my the success that I value absolutely the most is who I've become as a woman, my personal development. It's something that I have been completely passionate and devoted to uh, basically my entire adult life. And I've done a lot of work to get to where I am today, which is, you know, knowing who I am, knowing what I really love to do, knowing why I'm here and the difference I want to, I want to make in the world. For me, that is probably my biggest accomplishment, probably because at some point in time I lost who I was. I think I lost who I was with the way I was raised. I lost myself in a marriage. I lost myself in addiction. So it's been a long journey back to myself. And I, so me, myself and I, I think are my biggest success. I also think that, you know, my challenge with losing myself is a challenge that many, many, many women share. I, for thousands of years, we've been conditioned to believe that we are less than, and we have taken on a lot of uh, belief systems and ways of being that simply have separated us from ourselves. So it's a huge challenge to overcome that conditioning and find out who we really are. The women we really indeed are, are I guess they call that our authentic self. Mm. And Carol, let's expand on that. Tell tell us about a time where your conditioning was running the show and you probably didn't realize it at the time, but you were playing small, uh, but it just was just a part of what you knew at the time. And only later looking back, did you realize that you were holding yourself back? Well, <laughs> I had a rather abrupt, severe um, wake up call when it came to playing small. One day, 
completely by accident about five years ago, I discovered a lump in my breast. I didn't think it was anything. My primary care physician didn't think it was anything. But as he put it, I don't believe in fooling around with breasts, which I thought was kind of a funny remark on his part. He said, let's get it checked out. And sure enough, I had a mammogram and it was indeed breast cancer and it was a very aggressive kind. Um, and it's a fairly unusual kind as well. And my prognosis was not good. So I came face to face with my own mortality. I was going to die. I was going to die soon. And then I went into a dark night of the soul, like no dark night of the soul I have ever been in before, Jody. I realized that I've been playing small my whole life, basically. And here I was, fresh out of time, and I, I, there was nothing I could do about it. Absolutely nothing I could do about it. I, hadn't, I, hadn't, um, no, I was leaving no legacy behind. I hadn't stood for anything. And then I got a reprieve. It turned out the cancer was in the earliest stages. I think it was a miracle. The surgeon even said to me, I don't even know how you found that lump. It was so small. I don't know either. Um, but it turned out to be in the earliest stage. Um, it was very treatable with radiation and chemo and surgery. And I just a couple of months ago went past that five-year survivor mark, which is so important to people who have been uh, dealing with cancer. And no, I'm not out of the woods because it's a cancer that likes to come back big time. But the truth is none of us are out of the woods. We're all going to die sooner or later, right? So that was my wake-up call. They call it the gift of cancer in the cancer world. And my gift was, holy moly, life is short, honey. You have got to stop playing small. You've got to stop hiding. It's time to step into your power and do what you came here to do, even if you don't have a clue what the heck it is. And so that's what I started to do. And what did you do differently? Oh, that's so hard to um, to explain in concrete terms. Well, the first thing that really that I noticed happening, and it was gradual, you know, over the over the I'm going to say the last five years, I I no longer cared as much what people thought about me. I cared a whole lot more what I thought about me. That was huge. That was huge. I've been such a people pleaser and seeker of approval. Um, I wasn't as hesitant to get vulnerable, let my passion show. Uh, I wasn't as afraid of failure. I wasn't as afraid of love, which was a biggie for me. I discovered my purpose, my mission by just getting out there and keep, and keep following my energy and following my gut instincts. Um, and today I feel like I'm making a difference. I feel like I'm leaving a legacy. I feel like I'm playing big. And that means no matter how much time I have left, and none of us ever know how much time we have left, as long as I'm playing big, then my life is going to mean something. So that, so that was, those were the gifts that uh, the cancer that I got gave me, which were absolutely huge gifts, needless to say. Carol, that's so great that you were able to realize that you were living your life playing small and that breast cancer was able to, I love how you put it, like gave you that gift to recognize it that let, you know, I think a lot of people who have come near death realize that 
they're not living their life the way they want to be living. And so that's the catalyst that causes them to make some changes. So thank you for sharing that story with us. And hopefully we can all integrate that and and, and give that some thought. But you've mentioned before that you have you that was your playing small that had a wake up call, but you've had several wake up call moments. And I know you have another one that you want to share with us. So tell us about another wake up call. Um, take us to that moment where you had it and share with us the steps you took that led to your current success. Okay. Actually, I've had several wake up calls, Jody. I call them the spiritual two by four between the eyes. Boom. You know, you're not paying attention. Boom. Mm -hmm. um, so my most recent wake up call was just this past summer. I had a bad car accident and I should have, I should have died. And I walked away from it, but I didn't walk away completely unscathed. I had some, you know, some injuries that I had to recover from. And so I had to go very quiet and still. And it's interesting that when we get quiet and we get still, I've, I've seen it with my clients. And I've certainly seen it with myself. It, 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 it leads to a kind of a breakdown because you can't run. You can't, you know, be busy with productivity or, you know, get immersed in work or get caught up in your love life or whatever. You're, you know, you're just there still and you're facing yourself. And that breakthrough inevitably, I think, leads to a breakdown inevitably leads to a breakthrough. And that's what it did with me. Only it was a much more subtle one than the breast cancer. Um, and it basically, what became evident to me slowly over time was that I, I was still settling for second best when it came to the work I was doing. And in that way, I was still playing small because I enjoyed the work I was doing, but it wasn't what really set me on fire. It wasn't what I had always wanted to do all along, but I had been afraid to do that. Those darn fears just get in the way all the time, right? And our conditioning and, you know, all those tapes that run in our head. Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. So... After the accident, I started to work with a woman. And I guess this is really the first step I was taking, only I didn't realize I was taking a step. I started to work with a woman who is both an intuitive and an energy healer. But Melody is also probably one of the most grounded, practical, down-to-earth people I've ever met. So that was, as far as I was concerned, a dynamite combination so we worked on clearing the emotional blocks that had held me back. We worked on reprogramming my belief system where that was holding me back. And in the way that Melody worked, this was very woo-woo, very out there. But it was also at the same time, because she was such a practical down-to-earth person, she also brought in really excellent coaching, which I know you know all about, which was all about taking, um, being accountable and taking action steps. And that combination led me to saying, okay, I am going for it with my business. I am going to take my business completely and totally seriously. I'm going to go for what I really, really, really want. I am going to become willing to do anything it takes to make this business happen. And I think that was probably the first time that I valued myself and the skills and talents and my own special genius that I bring to the world to believe in myself that much and say, yes, I am worth that much. Yes, this business is going to be a gift to women, uh, working with women and, and guiding and inspiring them to empower themselves. Um, 
So that's that's what happened from um, a, a crazy car accident. Awesome. Well, not awesome that you got yeah. into the car accident, but the result of it. And in a little bit, we're we're going to get into um, what you're working on right now that you're excited about. But before that, um, I want to know about your leadership style because everybody leads differently. Mm-hmm. There's no one right way to lead. And I think we get caught up in that and go down the wrong path when we're trying to lead like somebody else. And it doesn't suit us and our personality style and our belief system and our values. Tell us about your leadership style. I totally agree with you that, that, um, it's that old phrase to thine own self be true. We Mm -hmm. have, you know, we, we've got, we've got to lead in a way that is natural and who we are. Otherwise, we'll feel uncomfortable and people will see through it right away. So I'm going to say that, that, you know, there's, I think there's three things that characterize my leadership style. But the first one, and probably the most important one, is that I am as authentic and as transparent as I know how to be. And I know a lot of people don't care for that. My ex husband didn't care for that very much. But that's who I am. That's who I've always been. And and so that's the kind of leader I am, very, very authentic, very transparent. And I think that that's a leadership style that builds connection and trust. Um, it, it gives people permission to be human, to be themselves, to make mistakes, to take risks. It's, um, I think it's a style that really fosters innovation. I think it certainly fosters good communication and it rewards honesty and integrity. And I think it's for me anyway, and well, I'm going to say for women in general, I think that that's a leadership style that comes quite naturally to women. And I think it is a leadership style that women uh, uh, respond to in a very positive way when their leader is coming from that that kind of a place. I'm also um, what I call a strategic visionary. Um, This is something that I've come to learn about myself I see the future big picture instantly, and that's the part that makes me a visionary. But what I also see instantly are the steps, the actions, the details to take the picture today and get to that big picture vision of tomorrow. And that's the strategic part of being a strategic visionary. And and like, and I think it's you know one of my special geniuses, one of my special talents. But as is true with all of us, with our special talents. I thought everybody saw the, the world that way. I never particularly valued it until I, it kept being pointed out by clients or friends or, you know, in some of the personal development work that I did. And I said, okay, this is, this is who I am. This is how I see, see the world. And that's really um, controlled my leadership style, I would say, because the visionary part, you know, is, is it inspires people. It motivates people. But then the strategic part, keeps keeps people in the present on track doing the next right thing and the next right thing while at the same time being inspired by a future vision so that's been a um a style that has worked really well for me and then i don't even know if this part is leadership or not i'd love to hear what you have to say about this jody as a coach yourself but when when i'm working with people especially when i'm working with clients and coaching them but also when i'm in a leadership position with people, I, I always see people as you know, powerful, bright, shining stars. That's the name of my business, the star polisher. I think we are all 
amazingly divine, magnificent beings, very powerful stars shining brightly. And that's the mirror that I hold up to people. Um, and it's, it's an authentic mirror because it is what I know in the deepest part of myself. I know that that is who people are. They are bright, shining stars. And I keep holding that mirror up until they are in a position to hold the mirror for themselves. And I think that, that too plays into how, into part of my leadership style. Although it's really a coaching thing too. What do you think? Oh, I absolutely agree that that is a a characteristic of a great leader actually is to be able to see people for their potential and not just who they are right now and the work that they're putting out right now, but to, um, and there have been studies on this as well, that if you treat people to their current performance, they'll stay there. But if you have higher expectations of them. And it's not just expectations, but really seeing the value in them Mm -hmm. and what they can become. And you interact with them as that person, the person they are becoming, they actually rise to the occasion faster and develop more quickly. So yes, I think I definitely see that as a a leadership style. I love how you phrased that. Yeah. Rising to the occasion. Yes. Seeing the potential in people. Absolutely. Who doesn't want to be encouraged all the time, right? Oh, oh, I do. <laughs> For sure. It doesn't matter how good I get at something. I want somebody to say, you did a great job. Exactly. It, exactly. You know? We all need that. Carol, what is one thing that you are working on right now that you're really excited about? I am very excited about a presentation I'm going to be doing in June to a group of adult educators from uh, New England and New York. These people are going to be at the end of their school year completely burnt out because they've been polishing their student stars all year. So I'm working on a presentation that's going to inspire them to take the summer and to polish their own stars. And then I thought, well, if I'm going to do a presentation, heck, I'm going to offer them a six-week coaching program to guide and support them to polish their, their stars through the summer. So that is one of the things I'm really excited about. I think it's going to be called the summer of star polishing or something like that. Awesome. So we'll have to get more information from you on that so we can put that on the website as well. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us what is one practice that makes you a better leader? That is probably having my own coach or mentor. And that's not necessarily the same person all the time. It depends on you know, what I'm doing, where I am, what kind of support I think I need, but um, having that objective sounding board, that person who's going to push me, push me um, a little bit out of my comfort zone, which is always a, a good place to be. What is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? Help her develop her leadership. Well, first and foremost, I think you have to know who you are before you can develop your leadership. And for that, I would re- oh, I would recommend a gazillion different books. But um, one I particularly like is Firestarter Sessions with Danielle Laporte. I, it's uh, Firestarter Sessions, a soulful and practical guide to creating success on your own terms. And it's on your own terms part that I like a lot. And I think that's available uh, at Amazon. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite healthy food? Uh, it is a recipe actually that a raw food coach gave me and, uh, he used to be a client of mine. It's green lemonade and all of the ingredients can be, um, gotten at whole foods. It's 
two tablespoons of organic bottled lemon juice, two tablespoons of chlorophyll, believe it or not, water uh, to fill up the glass, and stevia to sweeten it a bit. Shake it up, pour it over ice, most refreshing, thirst-quenching thing you can think of to drink in the summer, and this beautiful, beautiful deep blue teal color. I love this stuff. Ooh, all right. I'm going to grab that recipe from you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. And knowing what you know now, if given a chance to go back and do anything differently, what would you change? Hmm. I would do two things. First of all, um, with regard to my business, especially, I would have, I would trust my own gut instincts more. Uh, I would trust myself more. I gave away a lot of power to people with my uh, the other businesses that I had by believing that they had more experience, more knowledge than I did. Theirs, their way was the only way. And it's true. They probably did have more experience. They had certainly had more knowledge. They knew more than I did. But their way was not necessarily the best way for me. might have been for their business, but not for me. So I got pulled off course quite frequently by, by giving away my power, not trusting my own gut instincts. And then I think the second thing would be, and this is probably learned in the oncology ward and after this car accident, lighten up. I would lighten up and not take anything as seriously as I used to. Not myself, not life, not my business. We are here to enjoy life, be in joy, have fun, play, love each other. And it's like, it's not always all about the business. So lighten up. <laughs> I love that. Even even in the business, like sometimes yeah. I, I say to my clients, you know, think, things don't always go according to plan. And sometimes there's utter devastation going on <laughs> with the other person. And sometimes, you know, just to kind of bring some levity to the situation, I'm like, okay, nobody died exactly. and nobody got hurt. Exactly. Right. And an email went out with the wrong information. Let's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> easy, easy fix. Let's let's everyone cool their jets. Let's take a breath because I think sometimes it's true. And I do admire the quality in someone who's really going for it and really wants to be successful and have everything turn out great. But when things go wrong, you also have to take a breath and remember, like if you kill yourself with stress, there's going to be no enjoyment of the success that you have down the road. So that's fantastic. You know, the, the question I always ask myself, and I think my, I learned this as a kid somewhere along the line is how important is this in the whole scheme of life? And I actually, I had to use it today because I don't know what happened, but my blog post went out to my list three times, once yesterday and twice today. I'm like, Oh, how to annoy your list is to send them the same blog post three times. I haven't got a clue how that happened, why it happened, but there was nothing I could do about now. I'm not going to even send out an apology email because that just makes it too much of a muchness. And I, but I found myself getting all crazy about it. And I said, how important is this in the whole scheme of life? Not very. Right, right. And before we say goodbye to you, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Oh, um, gosh, I think it's one that is on my website from uh, Danielle Laporte, and I'm not sure I'm going to remember it exactly, but it's something along the lines of, we are all craving to do something big, we're craving to get better, we are craving to to shine. And I, for me, that is a success mantra, because I, for a long time, I was wanting to always be on this personal development path and wanting to shine and play big, and I thought there was something wrong with me 
to be that um, striving and yearning all the time. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that that's actually really noble and wonderful and part of being a human being on this planet. <laughs> I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, Carol, but what you just brought to mind is like a memory from childhood of being told, like, why can't you be okay with the way things are? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why do you always have to question and argue? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Adults don't care for children who are questioning, questioning, questioning all the time. Uh, I know, especially because I'm a logical person. So I usually have a pretty good argument for why, <laughs> why, yeah. why I want to change things. But that's a whole nother story. That so. is a whole nother story. <laughs> right about that. All right, Carol. Lastly, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you? Probably the best way to connect with me is good old email. My address is carol at starpolisher.com. That's C-A-R-O-L at starpolisher, all one word, dot com. I answer all my emails personally and usually within 24 hours. And I would love to hear from anybody and everybody. Awesome. Carol, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Oh, thank you, Jody. I really appreciate the opportunity to be part of your podcast. It's really, truly an honor. You can find all the resources mentioned in this episode at womentakingthelead.com or by using the short link, which is womentl.com, and you'll find Carol in the podcast tab. And if you have a few moments and you're not driving, if you could head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for Women Taking the Lead, I would so appreciate it. It gives me insight into what you like and what you would like to see more of in the show, and it also enables others to find the show more easily. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.